Welcome to the latest edition of the Fixed Interest podcast series. I'm Jan Friedrich, Head of Middle East and Africa Sovereign Ratings. Today I'm joined by Mahmoud Harb, Director in Fitch Sovereign's team, to discuss sovereign risk in Nigeria. Mahmoud, how important is the COVID-19 shock for Nigeria? The sovereign was downgraded to B with a negative outlook from B plus with a negative outlook on April 6. Was that only due to the COVID-19 shock? The COVID-19 shock has aggravated ongoing pressures on external liquidity in Nigeria. These ongoing pressures stemmed first from a shift of the long-standing current account surplus to deficit in 2019. Second, from increased reliance on portfolio inflows under the central bank's strategy of stabilizing the nominal exchange rate. The portfolio inflows amounted to around 72% of foreign currency reserves at the end of 2019. These were portfolio investments in short-term Naira uh, debt securities. And third, the central bank has privileged ex nominal exchange rate stability against the background of high double-digit inflation, leading to poss possible overvaluation of the Naira even prior to the shock. The shock has aggravated these BOP pressures, first due to the drop in oil prices and also oil production cuts under the recent OPEC Plus agreement. We expect Nigeria's oil exports, which accounted for 57% of current account receipts over the last three years, we expect them to drop by around 50% in 2020. This will lead uh, Nigeria's current account balance to remain in deficit for three consecutive years in 2019 to 2021. This is the first such occurrence since 1995, despite our expectation of sharp import compression. External liquidity pressures from the current account deficit will be aggravated by outflows of foreign portfolio investments. The IMF estimates that portfolio holdings of non-resident investments in Nigeria fell by 46% in Q1 2020. The authorities have responded to the shock by allowing only limited adjustment of the exchange rate. They have also tightened foreign currency supply and continued their interventions to defend the exchange rate. The government has also amended its funding plan, and now it plans to borrow around 5.5 billion US dollars from multilateral donors. This includes emergency financing of 3.4 billion US dollars approved by the IMF in late April. This is the first time that Nigeria has received any IMF funding, at least since the early 1980s. The government strategy will contain short-term liquidity pressures and will boost foreign exchange reserves in the short term. This will help the central bank to maintain its current currency regime. However, we estimate that pressures on the Naira persist, and we still expect reserves to fall relatively sharply in 2020. The risks of disruptive macroeconomic adjustment of the exchange rate persist over the medium term, in our view. You already mentioned liquidity pressures. Obviously, given the more challenging financing conditions now, it is even more important to look at financing requirements and sources when we analyze emerging markets. So can you run us through Nigeria's financing needs and how you expect them to be met? Nigeria's oil revenues will drop by around 50% in 2020. This will lead the government to record the general government to record a deficit of 6% of GDP in 2020 and 5.4% of GDP in 2021. 
In addition to the to financing needs from the budget deficit, Nigeria faces around 0.3% of GDP in, in maturities coming due on external debt per year in 2020 and 2021. The government plans to borrow, as we said, around 1.4% of GDP from multilateral donors, which would cover around 20% of, of the general government deficit in 2020 under our forecast. But additional multilateral loans remain possible. Nigeria could also benefit from a temporary suspension of bilateral debt service under the recent G20 initiative, which was announced in April, but this will provide very marginal relief to the country, with only around 165 million US dollars coming due in May-December on bilateral debt service. The government could also come back to international markets, as initially planned before the shock, as market tensions for, and market access for frontier markets such as Nigeria have started to ease. Demand for Nigeria's local currency bonds is also strong, given the Nigeria's comparatively deep domestic financial system. The government could also resort to financing from the central bank. It, had, it borrowed around 4% of GDP on net terms from the central bank at, in 2019. This is equivalent to one year of fiscal revenues. It's worthwhile highlighting that although we do not expect any significant funding pressures for Nigeria in the medium term, very low fiscal revenues weaken debt sustainability in Nigeria. Nigeria's general government revenue will average around 7% of GDP in 2015-2019 only. This is well below the current single B median, which is three times higher than uh, Nigeria's average. Nigeria's debt-to-GDP is relatively low at 28% in 2019, but the debt-to-revenue ratio is very high at 520%. This is much higher than the forecast's single B rating category median of 320%, and the picture is much weaker at the federal government level. It's worthwhile highlighting that the rise in the interest-to-revenue ratio in Nigeria is the single largest contributor to the deterioration in Nigeria's rating in our sovereign rating model, which shifted from double B minus in 2014 to single B at the time of our last review of Nigeria's rating in April. Looking at the macro picture, Nigeria's growth performance has been weak in recent years and is obviously now hit by the COVID-19 shock. Can you tell us what the outlook for growth is in Nigeria? We expect Nigeria to record in 2020 its sharpest contraction since the early 1980s, with GDP falling by 3%. Cuts to oil production will lead to a contraction in oil GDP. Non-oil GDP will be weighed down by spillovers from the oil sector, disruptions to activity from measures aimed at containing the spread of the pandemic and the worsening external environment. We expect a subdued recovery to unfold in 2021, assuming an easing of disruption from the health crisis. Still low oil prices, fiscal consolidation efforts, tight foreign currency supply, alongside long-standing structural issues, will keep GDP growth at 3% in 2021 only. It's worthwhile highlighting that Nigeria has underperformed the current single B rating category med uh, median in terms of growth since 2015. And real growth has fallen short of population growth over the last five years, leading to a fall in GDP per capita, which is one of the main variables uh, used as input for our sovereign rating model. Thanks for your insights, Mahmoud, and thank you all for listening. For more information on our ratings and research on Nigeria, please visit us at fitchratings.com. We hope you will join us for the next edition of the Fixed Interests.